Well, howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb of the Hootah Thunkin' Podcast, Season 2, Episode, I believe, 28. This episode is titled Britain's High Court Repo Men, and it's just about a show that I like. Um, you know, no history lesson here, no moral theme, and an all-around light episode for you. It's just about a TV show that I uh, rec- also recommend to you. So this recommendation segment, also pretty simple. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Go to YouTube, search Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away. You'll find dozens of episodes of a British TV series of which this episode is all about. Now, for what the actual TV show, the main event. The series follows high court enforcement agents... Um, previously known as sheriffs in the UK, who are tasked with executing privately obtained high court writs across England and Wales on behalf of private clients on those who have failed to make repayments on alleged debts or refuse to vacate a property. It sounds a bit dull, but remember, the UK has different laws than America. There are no right to bear arms and there are no stand your ground laws. So these men tasked to recovering a debt have a lot of more freedom than debt collectors in the U.S. And the way they go about collecting the debt is kind of ridiculous. And the title of the show is that's exactly what happens. They can't pay, they'll take it away, and you'll understand what I mean. So here's the basic breakdown of just about every single episode. Every episode starts with the narrator giving a depressing fun fact about debt, and text appears on the screen with the numbers to back up that depressing fun fact. While they do like big establishing shots of the UK and like housing developments and like you know it'll say something like the UK in the UK someone is declared insolvent or bankrupt every five minutes and it'll just show like a big swath of land of the uh, of Britain cut and then after they do that little fun fact for you they cut to two fairly large British guys some of which are pretty ugly like bouncer looking ugly big dudes driving up to an address on the way there they share details of the case of the in the car they almost always share how much money is owed by the debtor they arrive at the location and immediately start sizing up the goods for example they usually look at the cars parked in the driveway and speculate on how much money each car is worth and to see if they could you know pay off the debt that they're trying to collect and they also can call people and say like what's going on with this car is it is it on you know on finance or is it do they own it so they knock on the door after they start looking at goods and they knock on the door with their body cams and their bulletproof vests and say high court on them and politely ask for anyone to open the door and they're pretty intimidating they do this at just about all hours of the day i've seen them do it like 8 p.m at 3 a.m it's crazy um a lot of them are during the day but they also can do it in the middle of the night usually someone answers in their pajamas with their hair all messed up and with this very unpleasant confused look on their face like what i owe debt no it can't be you must be looking for someone else (laughs) like nobody ever is like oh yeah i owe that here's the money because that would be a boring episode and they probably don't air those instances but what you see on the show is people just being pig-headed and like, oh, no way, or lying. And it's very common for the debtor to straight up lie to the high court enforcement agents and say they are some, uh, say they are someone else entirely. Like, oh, no, 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 you're looking for Dave. I'm David or something like that. <laughs> or that the actual debtor is unavailable at the moment, you know. Sometimes they say, oh, he's not, he's not in the country. But... The really exciting episodes are when no one answers the door. Either the debtor simply isn't home or they're like hiding in a different room. Doesn't matter. These big debt collector blokes are allowed to just tramps on into the property, look for an open door or window to gain access. And they're allowed to do that. The law's on their side when they do that. Once inside, they continue sizing up goods uh, that they can repossess. 
uh, to cover the dead. When the debtor arrives, they're like, what are you doing in my house? Um, <laughs> and Or anyone else who lives in the property, they're reasonably in disbelief. Like, why are you inside my property without me ever letting you in here? Uh, people make threats. They lie. They pull out, pull all sorts of tricks to get out of the situation. Anytime my debtor says, I don't have any money, the agents calmly reply with, okay, no problem. I'll just... Uh, be walking all over your house to find something that will cover the debt. I'll be, they say, we'll be uh, collecting goods, basically. We're going to take your stuff. This is, of course, this, of course, helps the debtor realize that they aren't going to get, a, they're, they're not going to get away with this. These agents are from Britain's high court. And I think it's like the Supreme Court. It's like the highest court in the land. And they're tasked with settling the debt that very same day. Like they have to settle it. Um, that day, whether it means getting paid in full, setting up a payment plan that the client agrees to, or straight up taking everything of value in the house until it can cover the debt. And I heard the debtor, like the debt collectors, these high court enforcement agents, they say if, if they don't collect, they don't make money. So it's in their own best interest to collect. In multiple episodes, uh, they explain that having the agent seize goods is the worst option because then the goods are get auctioned off and the worth of the goods is diminished by every single person involved along the way. So, for example, let's say they seize a car for someone who owns money. They, the tow truck driver, the person who owns the lot where the car will be stored, and the auctioneers all have to get paid. And the money they get paid with comes right out of the money made off of the car. So the debtor will lose way more money in goods than they would if they just paid the debts off. So let's say I owe $2,000. My car is worth $2,000. Let's just say for that sake. The debt collectors come, let's say they're coming for me and they're like, we're going to take your car. And I'm like, okay, take my car then. Whatever, I'll get a new one. No, your debt's not paid then. They'd have to take the car and a bunch of other crap just to cover all the expenses of towing your car, auctioning off your car. Everyone who's involved with taking your car and selling it, ha you know, they, ha they hold their hand out and they get a piece of the pie. So they need to get more crap. So... Where before I just would have owed $2,000, if they repossessed my car, they would have taken like $3,000 worth of goods. So that's the worst case scenario. And sometimes when the agents are rummaging around in the debtor's belongings, they find some very interesting items. One episode, the agent Steve Pinner found, uh, he found a plywood box that was sealed with two by fours, like tons of nails and stuff. Um, definitely could tell someone didn't want them in there. Uh, two by fours and screws. It was the size of an end table, but clearly the debtor was trying to keep it safe. So naturally, Steve thought there might be something worth of value in there. And you're thinking, how can you just open up that? Well, it wasn't a legit safe, even if it was. They have the authority to go through all of your stuff. <laughs> Do not owe debt in the UK. It's not in your interest. They could just go through everything you own. Um, so there was something of value in there and Steve's trying to get in after using a crowbar to get the box open stacks and stacks of cash came spilling out of the box. The agents immediately called the police to investigate and I'm pretty sure the cash ended up being counterfeit. So the guy went to jail. It was crazy. Other episodes, they found an entire attic full of cannabis plants, you know, pot plants. And one time they found a few rifles in the UK. It's very difficult to legally own a gun. So they called the cops on that too. And I think they just turn out to be air rifles, but still, like, <laughs> they're very, no guns. 
On numerous occasions, the person that owes the debt isn't the one who borrowed the money. So one of the big, one of the best episodes is when the agents go to a young lady's apartment at like four in the morning to collect the debt incurred through unpaid parking fines. Parking fines, but if you don't pay them off, they, they, you know, they build up. So I think this guy owed like two thousand four hundred dollars or something. When the young lady opens the door for the agent, she is confused at first, but quickly realizes where the debt came from. The car is in her name, but she allowed her ex-boyfriend to use her car, and he was the one who caused the issue. So he's the one who's been parking it. The agents felt for the lady, uh, but she ultimately was responsible, legally responsible for the money. The agents, who always show tons of patience, agreed to wait a few hours to see if the ex-boyfriend would pay instead of having to make this young lady pay. She called her boyfriend, who immediately got really mad. That's very common. He showed up hours after being called and tried to intimidate the agents. This, like I said, it's very common. The, usually, some hot-headed boyfriend shows up. Well, sometimes the ladies do too. Sometimes the girlfriends show up all mad. The agents, as always, just stood there, stone-faced, no emotion, no signs of fear or aggression, and that's common throughout. They don't—they <laughs> never get upset. They're like—they're uh, like stone walls. You can't get anything out of them. They're not going to give to you, but they're also not going to press you. They're not aggressive, but they're also not weak. It's amazing. That's one of the things that keeps me coming back to the show. Uh, they eventually go to the go to. They actually get the ex to pay in cash, even though he was pretty he was petty about it and insisted that he count the money instead money instead of the agent. But when the agents went to leave, he parked them in like he blocked their cars in. He blocked their the agent's uh, van in. The agent still cool as a cucumber, called the cops and explained. So the ex panics and he starts to pull out. That's when they noticed that the ex had also slashed their tires. <laughs> Bad move. The agents still kept their cool didn't freak out at all and just added to the 999 call oh and he slashed our tires better come get us for that because he destruction of property uh i said 999 because the uk doesn't use 911 they use 999 if you dial 911 in the uk it goes nowhere just as a fun fact um but the x ran off but the agents had all of his contact info and license plate so it didn't pan out for him <laughs> uh my favorite High court enforcement agents, probably Bo or Paul Bohill. Uh, the guy has got to be in his 60s, although he's almost always a- accompanied by a much younger agent. He doesn't really need to be. You can tell by the way he talks. He has so much experience on the job and has been just about every. He's seen just about every debtor that can be thrown at him. He. That being said, every high court enforcement agent on the show has nerves of steel, which I guess. It's kind of like a must when you have this job. I mean, these guys break into people's homes, and when the debtor shows up to find a complete stranger in their house with bulletproof vest on, they flip out as if they had no idea this law existed. <laughs> like someone could just go on their property. Meanwhile, the agents are always just like, "Sup? I have this piece of paper here. Tells me you owe five grand. Can you pay it, or am I taking all of your family heirloom jewelry?" <laughs> and we got to do it today. They're always a lot of times the debtors are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, tell you what, I'll pay you on Monday. They're like, "No, you got to pay right now, pal." <laughs> you got, you got like thirty minutes for five to get five grand. Like I don't have it. They're like, "Call your aunts, call your call your family, call your friends. I don't care how you get it. As long as you give me five grand, then I'll get out of here." <laughs> They're kind of like bullies, but not really because these people owe the money for one reason or another they borrowed money they didn't pay it back so i don't feel that bad for them now collecting debt isn't all these agents do i said in the beginning they also 
evict people. Um, sometimes they do have to enforce evictions. Either a tenant hasn't paid their rent or the agents are tasked with evicting what the UK calls squatters. Now, the residents... Residential evictions are usually sad. Usually the debt collector collections are humorous, but when someone is evicted by the high, high court, it's done instantaneously. The landlords go through the, they can go through the county court, which takes time and requires multiple notices to be served, giving the, you know, the residents, the tenants, ample time to, to, uh, basically get their things together. And usually the county court says, oh, you have six weeks, don't worry to get out. But if the, debt collector or the or the landlord decides you know what i don't want to wait six weeks they don't have to tell the tenant at all they just go to the high court and the high court does it within 24 hours so these tenants are told they have six weeks sometime in those six weeks they could just be like oh nope went to the high court you now have uh minutes minutes to gather your things um so they go to the high court who these agents works for so these evictions are basically kicking people and families out onto the street when they thought they still had weeks to get their stuff together paul bowhill the older light-haired fellow usually with a beet red face is one of the nicest agents i have pictures of him all over the blog if you want to check it out he handled these situations well um one episode paul stayed for like 13 hours outside this family's house until the council uh, I think that's basically the uk's version of welfare i think i don't know found housing for the family he gave them help and went above and beyond his duty he you know called the council and said look you got to give these people a house there's kids here you know um it wasn't paul's job to do that but he couldn't bring himself to kick a bunch of kids out on the street and like it's his job just to kick them out once he kicks them out he gets paid but uh, anytime i see these agents um when they're dealing with kids evicting kids they're like i'm sorry i i can't do that so they'll i've seen them stay till like two in the morning when they got there at at 10 a.m they're they're now there for you know well over 12 hours just waiting for these people to make sure that they have housing for the night um and and it's also crazy because the parents got to get their kids to school it's it's nuts it's nuts how the the uk's laws are now the squatter evictions however are usually not sad (laughs) are uh, UK law is weird uh, with squatting. So I got this qu- from um, gov.uk. So gov.uk. Squatting is when someone deliberately enters property without permission and lives there or intends to live there. Squatting in residential buildings, like a house or a flat, is illegal. It can lead to six months in prison and a $5,000 fine or both. Although squatting in non residential building or land is not in itself a crime, it's a crime to damage the property. So Let's say you're just squatting. You don't own the place, but it's not a residential area. Completely legal for you to just live there (laughs) until someone tells you you can't. Once they tell you you can't, you got to leave. But until then, you can just live there. (laughs) It's usually a crime not to leave land or property when you're instructed to do so by the owner, the police, the council, or a repossession order enforced usually by this high court enforcement agents on this show. So where the residential evictions are of people who haven't paid their rent or they're, you know, they're being surprised by this eviction, the squatter evictions are of drifter type people who are living inside an industrial building of sorts, or maybe just on an empty plot of land and they're legally doing it. And according, you know, according to gov.uk, they aren't breaking any laws. They can just live there without permission, just live there. This is just how they live their lives. They set up a literal camp in a non-residential building or land. And when someone of authority tells them that they have to leave, they do. They just leave peacefully. 
they pack up and go to the next building without ever breaking the law. Can't Pay Will Take It Away is a fascinating factual documentary series full of scenarios you and I will probably never witness in real life. Some of my favorite aspects of the show, you got it's got classic re- reality TV enjoyment of watching real people act like idiots, but this show, it feels more authentic than American reality TV. Something about American reality TV, it's just, it's... You feel that someone gave them a script to read. This, it's not. You're just following a bunch of old, <laughs> like, old rusty kind of dudes who are just like, "I, right, we got to take your debts. <laughs> now, I also love learning the difference in law between the U.S. and the U.K., then seeing how those differences in law make life very different for their citizens. The fact that they, nobody has a gun, so you just <laughs> go into their house. What are they going to do? Uh, the worst they'll hit you, do with the, hit you with a baseball bat or something. And lastly, watching Can't Pay Will Take It Away always reminds me of one really helpful lesson. Pay off my debts, okay? I'm normally a very frugal person, and I've never missed a payment for anything. My credit is great, but it doesn't hurt to reinforce that side of my personality. Pay off my debts. And that's probably what you'll get out of it, too, because these people are screwed. (laughs) They show up like, hey, you have to pay like 20 grand today. Perhaps you, my listener or reader, could also benefit from this lesson, so check it out. Oh, and I guess I respect how perfect the show's title is. They literally go to people's houses and say, if you can't pay, we're going to take your things away. (laughs) And that's what it's called. Can't pay, we'll take it away. Like I said, it's free on YouTube. I don't know if it's because the UK doesn't have the same kind of copyright outreach over in the US, but you can pretty much watch any episode on YouTube, decent quality, full episodes. So check it out. Thanks for listening and, you know, reading Huda Thunkers if you're reading the blog, which I suggest you do. Uh, tune in next week. I just wanted to do a podcast on this show because I watch it sometimes when work's a little bit slow on YouTube and it's a good time. I think you should check it out, too. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs> Bye.